All right, friends, you know how much we love you, but you've been letting us down a little bit lately. Yeah, we said it. Our longest and most loyal partner to date, Strava Craft Coffee, has not been feeling the love. So we got to change that. And to do that, they are offering a new code to everyone. Instead of saving 20, you can now save 25% off your first purchase from Strava Craft Coffee when you use the code DNVR25. Not only do we love the taste, but we pretty much run off of this coffee. We've got it on tap at the DNVR bar, and everyone uh, that's in at the office is just crushing this stuff on a daily basis. So you got to try it. you got to check out Strava Craft Coffee. And not only does it taste good, it's CBD-infused. Uh, and if you haven't experimented with the benefits of CBD, I highly recommend it. Helps with aches and pains uh, and all sorts of other things that you might be dealing with. Headaches, definitely huge help for that. So make sure you check out Strava Craft Coffee and make sure you use that code DNVR25 to get 25% off. And let's show Strava the love. Welcome in. To another edition of Three Ring Circus on a Friday. Always love these Fridays. Always love hanging out with you guys. Always love all shows that are presented by MSU Denver Online. MSUDenver.edu slash online is where you can check out all they have to offer. And MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other Colorado institution. So that means you can further that education while also maintaining a full-time job. Uh, so make sure you check out all they have to offer. 750 total classes, 45-plus hybrid programs. It's a great, great thing they got going on over there. So msudenver.edu slash online. My boys, what's up? Like you said, the Friday fields are here right now, and I'm so pumped to be joined by you two and so pumped to be joined by our very special guest today, Ryan Edwards. Ryan, thanks for coming on with us. What's going on? Fellas, good to be here. I'm a big fan. <laughs> well, we're big fans as well. That's why, that's why we had to have you on. You have us on your show. We had, we had to you know, return the favor and get you on with us here. Super excited. And we got a little reunion with you and Mace. Yeah, I was thinking about that this morning. It's 10 o'clock. I feel like we should have, we maybe should have asked Steve Atwater to come on and have the first and 10 at 10 reunion after nearly two years. Yeah, I feel like oh. we need a reason to throw some hats or yeah. take the case to court. I mean, there's there's all sorts of really fun moments that we obviously have in the show. But yeah, yeah. if I had a hat here, I you know I'd chuck it across the room just oh. just in honor. Of <laughs> I can't believe I didn't think about that. I was I'll throw I'll throw a hat in frustration with myself for not thinking of that earlier. <laughs> uh, there I spin. So, uh, you know, we, me and Zach can just take the rest of the day off. You guys can call. <laughs> there we go. I'm sure you guys can handle this. I mean, Ryan, we were talking about, uh, you know, the Friday feels. Wouldn't that be the ultimate Friday feel? Just go take some mimosas right now and watch these two? Oh, yeah. man. For yeah. real. You got to be careful. You say Ryan. I don't know which Ryan you mean, <laughs> It's so really just, true. I'm going to respond if you say Ryan. And, and of course, yeah. uh, RK and I uh, experienced this. What was that, on the sideline of the Broncos game? Somebody yelled Ryan. There's Ryan Harris. There was uh, Ryan Green. Uh, you, me. <laughs> we all four of us turned around. We're like, come on, man. Yeah, we were all standing in a row. Yeah. And I think it was actually Ryan Green who just lifted up his camera and said, hey, Ryan, and then the three of us <laughs> Right, so right, weird. exactly. Now, and, and I don't know if Mace ever shared with you guys, the reason we did the throw the hat segment uh, was actually inspired by him because he almost knocked over his Christmas tree getting mad at a game. 
uh, which again, you know, like you start out any story like that. I was so mad. I threw a hat and I almost knocked over my Christmas tree. I'm like, we got to make that a segment. That's got to be a bit. <laughs> yeah. And, and also when you're working on something that is half owned by the team and you can't simply say, okay, this is terrible. And uh, we had to find a way to be creative about how we expressed our frustration with what was going on with the team. And that was a big part of the throw the hat segment. Like, okay, you know, maybe we're, we're not going to sit there and, bans, and bash Vance Joseph for a mistake he made, but we'll throw a hat because, man, you know, why did you, why did you give the Texans the ball back right before the end of the first half? Wing. Well, but, but I also think there's, right, but I also think there's something very quickly, there's something with that too, because it's a more creative way to yeah. bash the team, right? Yes. I mean, like anybody can sit there and be like, oh, garbage and, and, Oh, fire this guy, fire that guy. And it's like, let's find creative ways to say basically the same thing. Yep. I mean, how how many hats have you guys thrown in the past five years? Probably a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Way yeah. too no, many. I, yeah, Mace would bring in a stack for us uh, every single game, uh, day after the game. <laughs> we have about seven or eight of them, especially during that era, during the yeah. BJ era. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we threw a lot of hats. Ugh. You're just like dishing it out like cash. Yeah. <laughs> you had to because there was, there was always one terrible decision every game, right? Even when they won, one terrible decision a game. <laughs> well, all right. Let's move on to something more fun than yes. the Lance Joseph era, uh, which is a pretty low bar. Uh, we've got a game here for our guest, Ryan Edwards, and the title of the game is Draft Prospect or Movie Character. Now, it's pretty simple. Uh, we're going to send. We're gonna give you the name of a draft prospect who probably will not be very well known, and you're going to have to – or it could be a movie character who might not be quite as well known. So uh, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Zach, I'll let you take it from here. All right, let's get the first name popped up here. We have Todd Chester. So, Ryan Edwards, is this a movie character or is this a draft prospect? Oh, man. Uh, I, I was kind of thinking, like, because I'm such a big movie guy and I love the draft so much, this would be much easier. But uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go movie character. I, I don't know this prospect. Oh, he got it. Look yes. at that from one of, from one of Mace's classics. Nice. Mace, you want to give us a Todd Chester quote? Yeah. But why is the carpet wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's funny. We were were talking about this couple uh, at the office around Christmas time. And Adam Mares was saying, like, yeah, when when I was younger, like, I watched the movie and I was like, God, I hate those two so much. And then, and then I got older and I'm like, ah, they're actually kind of relatable. (laughs) Oh, I mean, if you had Clark Griswold doing those things as your next door neighbor, honestly, I would like to see Christmas Vacation remade from Todd and Margot's perspective. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that'd be really good. (laughs) I want nothing more in my life now. That that would be. But but uh, to Adam's point, yes, absolutely. Like some movies just don't hold up, right? Uh, that yeah. movie continues to be amazing, but yes, they became way more relatable as time went on. But initially, the first time you watch, you're like, "Why are they so mean?" I mean, Clark is the, the man. Like, they're just <laughs> yeah. being funny. They're just being, you know, interesting. I so, mean, I mean, he threatens to put the the Christmas tree uh, up Margot's rear end. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you can you can you can understand why they would think Clark is just. A horrible person, the worst neighbor you could ever have. They move to the suburb to suburbia for peace and quiet, and they get this nut job next door. 
<laughs> so, such well, a good movie. <laughs> Ryan, you're one for one. Let's yes. see if you can go two for two here. Love Next it. name we're popping up, throwing your way. Chris Chambers. Oh, man. <laughs> Draft prospect or movie character? Um, I'm going to go movie character again. Oh, uh, oh man. All right, let's so, see. Hey, yes. two for two. Wow, we can't fool you. This is probably my favorite movie. Like, it's in my top five. It's yeah. Wow. I, it, again, I, I kind of want to see it again as an adult, right? Because I saw mm. it as a kid. I had, you know, there's some weird stuff in there. There's some, you know, again, it's that coming of age stuff. But then there's mm -hmm. also like, you know, death and all that stuff. So you're kind of like. Man, I, I had some weird feeling about it, but as an adult, I kind of want to go back and watch this one, and, and I haven't yet, so I'm going to check it out. That's probably a good idea. I haven't watched it in a good few years, mm -hmm. um, and you never know how things are going to hold up <laughs> in 2021. That's really true. Yeah. Guys, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm over 2 right now. I haven't seen either oh, of these movies. Zach, <laughs> what? Zach. what have you ever done? What Can we create a list of things you have done? I mean, it, it, it's all sports in my life, guys. That's what my girlfriend said. She said, you don't remember that date we went on? Oh, you just have oh. too much sports in your mind right now. <laughs> That's a problem, Zach. You got to fix that one. <laughs> Maybe it's not the dates, but uh, yeah. no, it, it probably is the dates. Yeah. All right, Ryan, you're two for two. Let's see if you can go three for three. Next one, Rashad Wild Goose. <laughs> That's a prospect. Oh, <laughs> three for three. Yeah. Let's see what position Wild Goose plays. Yep. Cornerback from Wisconsin. Now, you, yeah. you knew him. It seems like you knew him. Yeah, I, I knew him only because of our guy, Andrew Mason. As, I, I, as a result of working with him for so long, I now watch Wisconsin games a lot more <laughs> often than I care to admit. So, yes, um, I, I'm not saying I know the entire roster, but a name like Wild Goose definitely jumps out. I, uh, we, I, I don't watch the games because I know I'll hear all I need to hear about it from Mesa on yeah. Monday. <laughs> exactly. And so, Ryan, we don't necessarily have to talk about Wild Goose himself, but do you think that the Broncos, with all the moves they've done, can still go cornerback in the first round this year? I do. I mean, you just think you have three DBs, right, um, that are on one-year contracts. And, and you sort of have to think about this in perspective of, What's this defense going to look like as soon as next year? Not to mention you want to give yourself a little bit of leverage with that room. You know, you don't want to be sitting there where, boy, we, we absolutely have to sign back. Um, I mean, you think about Kyle. Uh, you also have to think think about, sorry, I just I was thinking movies there for a minute. So, like, I got to reset <laughs> my brain now back to sports. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you just, you just think about, you know, the, the way that that room sort of set up right now. Uh, you want to give yourself leverage. You want to give yourself options. You want to groom the next generation of DBs in that room. So I, I don't have a problem whatsoever. I know some people would say maybe nine's a little too rich. I love J.C. Horn, and J.C. Horn's likely going to go to the Dallas Cowboys. So for me, this is like, okay, well, if you want a guy like that, if you want Greg Newsome, you're going to have to take either one of those in the first round, whether it's a trade back or not. Yeah, like that, that, yeah, that that makes that makes a lot of sense. And I'm okay with it if it's a trade back. If it's a trade back and you get a top guy, but I do think just nine with what you've done this offseason is a little too rich. But you're right, these guys aren't going to be on the board uh, until, you know, the second round. Yeah. Now, the thing is, uh, to go back to Wild Goose specifically, you get into the mid-round corners and there's, there's always something you're going to have to fix. 
Like for Wild Goose, for example, he's a grabby guy. You're going to have to coach that out of him. Too many PIs, too many holdings when he played at Wisconsin. So do you want the sure thing? And, and I'd say Horn, Farley, Sertan, these are sure things. And even Greg Newsom is really close. Or do you want the guy that you can coach up? But the luxury of having what you have at cornerback, not just what you brought in, but also having – OJ Moody in year two is saying Bassey coming back from the ACL is that you have time to coach a guy up and say, okay, barring a catastrophic run of injuries, he doesn't have to be ready until 22. Well, yeah. and we watched and we watched what that room looks like when there is a catastrophic group of injuries. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, the, the NFL has shifted a little bit, right? We now know that you have to have extreme levels of depth there in your secondary. And you're playing in a division right now where the offensive firepower is pretty strong. So the Broncos, as good as they could potentially be on defense, and maybe with the returning of Von Miller and, and being better up frontly, you hope that you stay a little healthier. The fact is the back end needs to be able to hold up. You need to be able to get turnovers. And you can't expect your cornerback seven, eight, and nine as where they were by the end of the year. Yeah. You can't expect cornerback seven, eight, and nine to generate turnovers for you. I just yeah, want the Broncos really to take the corner. I want the Broncos to take the corner from Wisconsin so I can get a picture of him taking a pick six back to the house with all the people behind him, and it's a wild goose chase. <laughs> well, and I, and I think Mace, I think Mace Bravo. missed an opportunity too. You you can take the sure thing uh, if you get a guy in the first round, or you can roll the dice and take the wild card. Or the wild goose, wild card, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, can you go four for four oh. here? Oh, Felipe Franks, that too easy. Definitely, definitely a prospect. Definitely yep. a prospect. Can't Definitely. go quarterbacks out of here. Yeah, oh, yeah I was going to say quarterbacks. Especially an Arkansas quarterback you know, with it's like me with Wisconsin, Steve with Arkansas. I mean, we're all we're all going to know the, the the guys that the Hog fans are calling. But yeah, yeah. we have between to Steve, talk between Steve we, and Ben. Remember, yeah. I have two Arkansas guys. <laughs> but we have to talk quarterbacks, and so that's why we had to throw yeah. a quarterback name in here. Ryan, the Broncos have done. Nothing diddly squat in terms of quarterbacks this offseason. They haven't even cut Jeff Driscoll. That's the one, that's the one I like to point to. I, what do you think their plan is at quarterback? Oh, you know, it's, it's a great question. I mean, at this point, uh, I, I feel as though, and I didn't want them to go after any of the free agent quarterbacks anyways. Like that, I wasn't one of those people that were like, boy, you got to bring in one of these guys. You got to have somebody. You know, we're, we're past that point. You don't need a warm body. We had a warm body in Jeff Driscoll. Okay, let, let's let's do something more there. The fact is the, the market has set to a point where you can wait now. You know, Carolina was going to be the most aggressive team. That New England might be aggressive in the draft, but it's not like they're going to go out and trade for Gardner Minshew, right? It's not like, uh, you know, New England is going to, uh, I guess, uh, make a run at Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe they do. I mean, but I, I think that with Cam Newton already there, they have an opportunity to wait on a prospect. So the Broncos are in a great spot. You know, they're inside the top 10. They, they have a chance to potentially trade up if they decide to go there. And if they, they don't find anything that they like in a trade up there, they could also make a draft night trade for a quarterback. So there's just a lot of options now for them. So in, in a weird way, and some people are you know, getting patient in a weird way, I think that they played this about right. Because if you look at the other options, we could all talk ourselves into a Sam Darnold, Drew Locke competition. I would have been kind of intrigued by that. But outside of that, everything else I would have been kind of like, I don't know if that's much of an upgrade. And, and when you're throwing a bunch of backup quarterbacks into the mix and hoping one of them stands out, that still, it feels vaguely familiar to what they've been doing for, like, I don't know, the last five years. 
Yeah, and it's a really good point. So where are you in the first-round quarterback conversation with the Broncos? Should they trade up to four and give you know a second and an additional first-round pick to do it? Should they roll the dice and hope one of them falls to nine? Boy, it's it's an interesting conversation. There's a lot of different ways to attack this. I mean, you you know you you call your shot. You know you go after a quarterback, and and you as a GM, a brand new rookie GM. I mean, you you basically said I'm tying a little bit of my future to this guy. I mean, for for instance, John Elway drafting Paxton Lynch. We can all agree, if he wasn't John Elway, it would have been tough to survive missing on Paxton Lynch the way that he ended up being a miss. So, yeah. I'd say if he's going to be bold, be bold. Go get your quarterback. I like Justin Fields a lot. I know that you guys are kind of in the same mindset. Some people like Trey Lance maybe a little bit more. Um, at, at this point, I want some upside. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so you know, Ben and I debated this last night because he was talking about how he'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater than Justin Fields. And he'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater than Mac Jones. And so and I'm like, okay, well, maybe Mac Jones, I could kind of see it. But I, I, don't, I don't see it with Justin Fields. I was like, Justin mm-hmm. Fields is far and away a better option for the Broncos. Put some upside there. It's a competition, or Justin Fields wins it outright. Either way, at least you give yourself as many shots as you can. So speaking of upside, do you love Trey Lance as well? Is he kind of, uh, you know, 1B alongside Justin Fields being 1A? I could be talked into Trey Lance. It's more about the the unknown of him and how many years it'll take. Like, And, and this is, look, this is that whole, like, PTSD with Axton Lynch because I with the tool stuff, you know, like, oh, he fell in love with the tools and he's got all these tools. They are not the same quarterback. Okay. And then the, the mindset and everything like that. But it's just like, I, I'm a little bit like you say, hey, let's go after a tools guy. There's the immediate, like, ah, I think I'm going to curl up in the fetal position for a minute. And <laughs> I, just, I just need a minute to, to process that. But no, if they, if they go get Trey Lance, um, 100% great move. And in that respect, I actually kind of like it because then you do have a little bit of, okay, well, Drew Locke isn't immediately out of the picture. You have a really strong quarterback room with some upside on the back end. And if Trey Lance gets it right away, okay, then there you go. You roll with him. If he doesn't, then you're okay. you got a hedge there. You know, strangely, I'm kind of thinking about these quarterbacks, and, I'm, and as I kind of reach the, the decision point at where I am, that I'd be okay with trading up for Justin Fields, but with Trey Lance, I'd prefer to see if he falls and thus not invest any – extra draft capital whereas fee because you know lance might not be ready for a year or two fields you can probably get him ready to the point where he's starting maybe week one the one thing i really love about trey lance is the 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 quote-unquote knock on him or the biggest knock on him is really just what we don't know in terms of who he's played against you know the competition level the dominance of north dakota state i kind of love that about him just because we're not nitpicking his game. It's really hard to nitpick his game when he went a whole season without throwing an interception. Um, so, like, I think that the, that you're in a class where everyone is getting just swooped up right at the beginning of the draft. You might be able to get a really great player who falls just because of what we don't know, not something that we do know. Do I mean, that's a think, really great point. Yeah. Do, Ryan, it, it seems like, well, we know quarterbacks are going to go one, two, three. If another quarterback goes in the top five, so we have four quarterbacks going in the top five, do you think the Broncos have to make some sort of move, even if it's just jumping to seven? Or do you think you can roll the dice if really four quarterbacks are off the board by five? See, at that point, I'm probably rolling the dice. I'm going to go ahead and just see if one of them falls to me and then make a decision from there, whether somebody calling me to trade up at that point. Because this is the thing, we also have to keep in mind, they may not love QB5. Like, like, you know, you you don't want to, 
you know, trade up for QB five. If you don't love QB five, why give up a future first or, you know, second round pick or anything like that if you don't have to. So in, in that case, if you go, you see the top four quarterbacks go within the first five picks, I'm probably hanging out there for a minute and seeing how the rest of the board falls. Cause you know, Carolina is not going to be one of those teams really basically you're just worried about other teams leapfrogging out of, you know, the teens or something like that. And, and if that's the case, then if the Broncos aren't in love with QB five, I expect them to trade back at that point because somebody, somebody will love QB five enough to trade inside the top 10. And, and then you add some more day two picks. I mean, that's, that's the way I would look at it. It's almost like the most surprising outcome, Ryan, might be staying at nine, that it seems like it's more likely they go up or they go down if things don't bow, things don't flow the way they want them to. On paper, just the, the saying, like, trading up for QB5 is, like, really painful to swallow. Like, that is a, just a tough sentence to say, especially when you're, it's not you're trading up in the second round. Like, you're trading up into the top five or seven to trade for quarterback five. It's kind of tough to swallow. But And that's and it is, it is. but we just don't have the name yet, right? I mean, if, right. I think if we knew what the 49ers were for sure going to do, then it would be like, okay, well, we can kind of – logically plan out the rest of this but uh, you're right i mean if we just sort of blindly say qb5 you're just like wow we're taking the fifth best option but but again you know every team stacks these these quarterback rooms different um you know that's one of the things we've talked about i'm sure you guys have talked about a ton on your pod it's just every team has a different mindset you know justin fields for example you know ben keeps telling me there are some teams that have him as like qb2 and there's some that have him more of the back half of the first round kind of grade and and so it's kind of interesting to see the Broncos might be one of those teams that has Justin Fields as QB4 or QB5. Well, in that case, at pick number nine, they might say he's the best player on our board. I mean, Green Bay took a quarterback last year, and Aaron Rodgers was the freaking MVP. So, I mean, maybe there's a little bit of motivation there. But but the fact is, they, they said, well, this is our best player on the board, so we're going to go ahead and take him now. Uh, the Broncos, I think, would be in their best interest to consider those options um, but you know, as John Fox says, you can consider everything and you can also consider nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, let's see if you can stay perfect now on to see if you can go five for five here. Next name coming up, Stanton Boyd. Ooh. Ooh. All oh, right. Tough. That, that is a little bit tough because so, sounds like a tight end from the sec. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds, it sounds like a tight end from Stanford, you know, Stanford right. who went to Stanford. I'm I'm going to flip it back to uh, to a movie character. Oh, look at you. Five for five, Ryan. What a great movie. Yes. Yeah, actually, I, I actually really like both Fletch movies. I don't know. Like the, the other the second one was a little bit more watered down compared to the first. But I, I still thought I mean, I still laugh. I, and I, they still hold up. Yes, exactly. The second one has its moments, but, uh, you know, it, how about lunch at the in and out burger? No. How about the in and out? Well, very well. How about the in? <laughs> I, I, I'm joining Zach's side of things here in terms of not having seen this movie. I know he hasn't. What? <laughs> wow. You're okay. going to throw me out like, yeah, I'm over three. This is the problem. We, we, we got to work on you guys. You guys need to watch Fletch. I mean, shoot. The main character is a journalist, guys. I mean, mm. how have you not seen it? I recall 20 years ago when I was working on NFL.com when it contracted out ESPN, sitting in our base our basement cubicle area, and our office would come to a halt 
when Flex came on TNT or something at midday, <laughs> and all the TVs, instead of being on Sports Center and ESPN channels and whatever, all the TVs went to Flex every wow. time. Wow, yeah, yeah it, it's spectacular. No, it's 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 spectacular, and like I said, the music. I mean, it's yeah. so it's so classically '80s in so many ways, and the, the way they dress. And again, I, I noticed the theme here: some Chevy Chase uh, movies. This was him at uh, at, at his height. There's no yeah. question. I mean, him him and Fletch, and and then of course uh, National Lampoons is the best of. All right. Well, Zach gave you another easy one here. Yeah. yeah. This is uh, an offensive tackle. <laughs> mm, yeah yeah speaking of stanford offensive tackle from stanford six four six and so ryan not necessarily walker little it could be but what do you think how do you think the broncos should approach tackle do you think they shouldn't do anything because they have juan james they have calvin anderson being the swing guy do you think they need depth and a starter i mean and where are you addressing uh those positions well, you know, we, we actually talked offensive tackles on the show last night. And I got to be honest, if uh, Rashawn Slater or, or even Panay Sewell is there at nine, I'm I'm considering it. Um, you have to think about this as beyond. You have an opt-out on Juwan James after this year. Yeah, maybe he gets it. Maybe he doesn't. Give yourself some flexibility. And 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 the fact is you could get them in the building with Mike Munchak and start grooming them right now. Um, you've seen what happens in year two with a lot of these guys when they have an opportunity to work with Mike Munchak and Garrett Bowles. So, uh, and I think Roy Cushenberry is going to be good this year, too. I think that you're going to see a, a big step forward for a lot of these players. But, yeah, I mean, I, I come back to it where offensive tackle is sort of a sneaky need. And and it's it's just one of those things that if you can get an elite player, I would definitely take one by day two. Um, and, and and then by day three, I think that uh, if you haven't taken one because of other, other needs, then it's got to be one of the top priorities. It, it's just simply one of those things that – you, you know, you got you got a little lucky this last year. And I know this seems kind of weird because your right tackle opted out and then you had a, a few guys having to fill in there. Graham Glasgow got a little bit banged up. But for the most part, your rookie center played the entire year. You know, Garrett Bowles had the one game where he got sick for Carolina. But again, you know, Calvin Anderson filled in nicely. But otherwise, he he took a huge leap forward. Uh, the, the fact is, you you kind of caught a little bit of a break on the offensive line. It's a weird thing to say. And you have so much talent there. I'd continue to invest in it. Mace, you and I talked about it all the time back in the day. You know, draft. You don't always yeah. have to draft for a need. Sometimes draft on strength. Yeah. This is, would be a draft on strength kind of move. Yeah, I mean, it, Slater, you think about it, If somehow Panay Sewell dropped to nine, unless your QB that you wanted was on the board, uh, maybe that's the scenario where you stand pat and go ahead and pick a tackle and figure it out. Now, the interesting thing with Sewell was he came to Oregon as a guard. He played left tackle. He was projecting at right tackle. But the fact that he's already shown the ability to shift positions once, I think, gives you evidence then that he could maybe switch again. If you get into round two, uh, someone who I think for a long time we expect to be a round one guy now clearly appears to be a day two guy, Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama, I think makes a lot of sense there as you get in the second round. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my yeah, guy is uh, Tevin right. Jenkins. Yeah, that would be like a pick forty if if mm-hmm. somehow Tevin Jenkins is just hanging out there. Oh, man, uh, he's he's mm-hmm. nasty, and and you and honestly, he he fits the temperament of exactly the kind of offensive lineman. I mean, again, they they've drafted guys with that kind of persona. Uh, that would be one of those like holy cow, you run to the podium kind of players. So I think he's more of a first rounder. But if Tevin Jenkins is there at forty, that's who I'm running to the podium for. I love it. And let's see if you can stay perfect again. Next one, Jake <laughs> Funk. Oh, man. Here. See, this is tough because I, I feel like there's a prospect name with that. Oh. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go movie. I'm going to go movie <sighs> character. 
Perfect game is gone. <laughs> Dang it. I was like, I know this name. I was like, I know this name. Uh, yeah. You knew there was a prospect with the yeah. name. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, I know this name. I, but again, you know, like I, you guys have gone with some movie characters, obscure 80s movies characters. So <laughs> Jake Funk could be somebody, but oh, all he right. would have fit that. He would have fit that. And I think this is perfect to to go have the conversation about tackle and then go to running back because tackle may be the weirdest need that the Broncos have just because well, they don't need one now. They may not need one for three more years if Juwan James comes in and balls out, but also they may need one, a starting one right away. And running back is also interesting because obviously he moved on from Philip Lindsay. The Broncos don't need a running back, I don't think. If Melvin Gordon plays the way he did down the stretch last year, he's he can be a, your bell cow running back this year. But do you address the future then? Do you address a second running back now? What what do you do? What are you doing if you're George Payton in another kind of weird need the Broncos have? I'm looking at running back for sure. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm not taking like Najee Harris in the first round. Like, I, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't want to do that, but. Uh, you know, if Trey Sermon's there on day three, I, I don't really have much of a, an issue there. Uh, it, it just it sort of comes back to drafting for the future, right? Because Melvin Gordon is on a one-year deal. Royce Freeman is uh, his deal is coming up. Um, you know, and 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 at that point, you're like, okay, well, I mean, I'm I'm excited uh, about the addition from Minnesota this year, but let's let's be honest, you you need more there, and and it's also a position that gets kind of banged up, and it's a position that you know, you know you're just gonna that you want to be better than you are. Once you made the decision to move on from Philip Lindsay, you made that more of a need, right? Mm -hmm. So at this point, I think that you have to address it at some point. So I, I, I I could take, I have a conversation about day two running backs, but I'm way more interested probably in the early day three guys. That's, that's very fair. And as our baseball guy, Drew Creaseman says, Edwards lost the perfect game in the seventh. Ryan, <laughs> let's see, let's see if you can just keep it a one hitter going on from here. Next one, Eddie Harris. This one's very just vague. Yeah. Vague. I'm going to go movie movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Got it. I, I, almost, I actually, I was like, Harris, that's like, golly, that's, we're going eighties here. Well, that's major league though. That was right at nineties. Was it 89, 1989. Okay. Yep. All right. So it was right in there. Oh, that's a, please tell me you've seen this one, Zach. I have, I, oh, I have, no. I, I can't quote it though. You know, I, I've only seen it once. So, uh, but I have seen it. Yo, bartender. <laughs> there. Joe Boo needs a refill. <laughs> 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 all right an interesting one here dwayne johnson jr <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> what's that what's that ryan uh, i was just gonna say it's both exactly <laughs> I, I was gonna say yeah, this this feels like a trick question um, yeah i'll, I'll say prospect either? just for fun. prospect nailed it mm-hmm. dwayne johnson jr safety from san diego state also you know obviously dwayne johnson is uh a movie actor is it is that the son of the rock it's a good question i'm not sure <laughs> have you guys is that series out yet i i i don't know if i'm ever interested that you saw that right that they're doing a son of the rock or the rock jr or when he was young or something like that oh i didn't see that oh yeah they're doing like uh you know they have like that young sheldon they're doing like a young Dwayne yeah. show oh that makes sense and that that makes sense because i mean he's one of the most interesting men in the world I, my favorite Dwayne Johnson fun fact of The Rock is he was at Miami. Miami came to Boulder 
for a game. Uh, and there was a brawl on the field between the players that caused like a riot in the stands. And if, if you watch the video, you can see the rock down there, you know, mixing it up with the buffs. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. I wouldn't want to awesome. be in that group. I know, to go right? against him. <laughs> clearly before they saw all of his movies when they realized that he always defeats like 12 people around him. <laughs> right. Always. He was actually pretty uh, good in the uh, Jumanji movies. Uh, my my kids, mm-hmm. I they got my kids saw him before my I even did and they were like, "Oh, you got to see this." And I'm like, "I mean, it looked really cheesy, but actually it was it was pretty entertaining. I, I Wait, kind of enjoyed it." Is that a did they remake Jumanji? It, they're, no. kind, they're kind of sequels. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. They, I, I they mean, kind of yeah, they updated rebooted it. it. Yeah. 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 They they added like more video game style. Right. Um, so yeah, you know, before it was a board game with Robin mm-hmm. Williams, and then they went with like, oh, Jumanji the video game, and it's a video game console. Yeah. And they get sucked into that, and then they they trade places and different characters. But they tie in some stuff right. from the original, which I right. thought was really cool. And so, I mean, like, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of creativity there. And then the sequel was even more wild because they actually all trade places uh, mm-hmm. in different bodies and stuff, which was, again, never saw that coming, but pretty entertaining. Yeah. I, I like I The Rock in, uh, in San Andreas, but then again, I like, che- I like cheesy, over-the-top disaster <laughs> movies. I know like I'm... I, I know I'm... and things like that. I know I'm getting a little bit older when uh, they're starting to remake movies from my childhood or remaster yeah, movies oh from gosh. my childhood. I never uh, thought of it that way, but geez, seriously. And guys, Dwayne Johnson Jr., not related to Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. Parents just gave him a very good name. Yeah. <laughs> Next one, Henry Lipkin. Mm, I'm going to go movie. And yes, you got it. Goodwill Hunting. This is one I've seen. It's literally yeah. not possible for someone to be named Henry Lipkin and not, yeah. make it to college football. I was like, I, was like, I, I don't know. Out of, they come out of the Ivy League though. Sometimes, I mean, you might, <laughs> you, you might get some guy who's like a, you know, an off an offensive lineman who's studying biochemistry named Henry named Henry Lipkin. I was like, if, if you threw a punter in there, Zach, I'm going to have a problem here. That's, that's a punter's name right there. Uh-oh, maybe I should hop off before we get to the punters in here. John, what on earth are you talking about? <laughs> All right, next one is a good one. We have, drum roll, please. This is a spicy one. Patty Fisher. Prospect. Ooh. You... The reveal. May... Hey, <laughs> yes, you got it. It sounded like you knew him. Came right off the top I did. of your tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, linebacker prospect. Yep from uh, f- from that Northwestern defense, which was really good. A little bit of an yeah. upset that he d- he's not from Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, right? Was it name like <laughs> yeah. Patty Fisher? Yeah. I want to say he was out at the Senior Bowl. Actually, Mace. It bloody I... was. Yeah, yeah. I think that. Yeah, that that's the tough thing is if you're gonna, you know, I, I kind of go front to back on all of those uh, prospects out of the Senior Bowl, so um, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of not fair if you're gonna throw me in with one of those because uh, those, <laughs> you know, because well, part of it part of it is because I like to to you know mess with Ben so much, right? Because I'm like, hey man, you see this guy Patty Fisher, and then he like stares at me like you're really gonna break down Patty Fisher in front of me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, man, this guy out of Northwestern, man. I mean, he 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 gets low, he gets ta- he tackles, I mean, he's a tackle machine, <laughs> and he's just like, stop it, just just stop. 
<laughs> you and Mace, you and Mace right uh, there. Yeah. Next uh, next one, Ryan. I mean, you've only missed on one right now. You are just crushing the competition right now. Let's see if you can keep it rolling. Oh, is that it? That's all we have. Yeah, we're That's done. it. That's yeah. it, Ryan. I'll take it. You, I'll take it. I'll, my one hitter. Your batting average is insane right now. Wow. Yeah, that, was, that was impressive. Uh, on linebacker real quick, are, are there any that you like at nine? You know, everybody talks about Micah Parsons. I, 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 he's not a coverage guy. Like, that's the thing mm-hmm. is, like, you know, you'd be drafting him to eventually replace Alexander Johnson. And, and look, I'm, I'm not saying that it's, if you can clear the off-field stuff, right, that, that's first and foremost. You can clear the off-field field stuff because it's, it's gross and, and deserves to be, you know, bedded out. But if, if you know, but, but Alexander Johnson had some history, right? Broncos took a chance on him. He's an upstanding individual in our in our community. He has a family. I mean, so there, there's a certain amount of guys are deserve some opportunities to get better second chances. I, I'd say with Micah Parsons, you'd have to draft him knowing that he's going to be more the downhill guy. Um, he, he, he can work a little bit in coverage, but it's more zone. He's not a man coverage guy. Maybe he learns it because he's got all that elite, that elite athleticism. It's just not what he did there at Penn State. Uh, so I don't really necessarily love a linebacker there. If they're going to get one and it'd probably a trade back, I mean, I guess you could talk about him at nine, but I, I like it more as a trade back is Jamin Davis. Mm-hmm. That is my that is my unbelievably like if you get Jamin Davis on this team, I know that uh, Mace did a mock the other day with yeah. him going the like the fourth round. That's yeah. that's just not going to happen. <laughs> it happened uh-huh. repeatedly, and I'm like, this I'm doing this in the mock, but this is there's no way this happens. I don't even think he get, he think he gets out of round two. Like no. he he makes a lot he makes a lot of sense at forty. Baron Browning, Ohio State. If you want to go for a guy maybe who isn't ready as a rookie but has a lot of upside, Chaz Surratt out of North Carolina who's still basically learning how to play linebackers. And the other thing with Parsons is, you know, someone's going to take the the chance on him with all the stuff that that you mentioned. But it's different when you're talking about Alexander Johnson and him being acquitted and then bringing him in as an undrafted guy than using the number nine pick on somebody who's got these issues. 100%. And, th- and that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, we're, we're on the same page. It's like yeah. you brought him in as an undrafted player. You took a chance on him as a low risk. This yeah. is not low risk. This is a top 10 pick that you know, you're selecting him with and potential face of the franchise. When you're taking a guy in the top 10, you're you know, basically saying someday we think he could be a face of the franchise. And that's a, that's a big risk to take on a guy with that kind of background. But, no, Baron Browning loved watching him out there at the Senior Bowl. Jabril Cox is another name. There in the second round, day two guy that, you know, good coverage linebacker. And that's that's kind of where I feel like you need to upgrade. You need to upgrade with a guy that can kind of do it all, but especially in coverage, because that's not really what you have on the roster right now. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. you're, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. And I mean, it. In the thing with Parsons is you're absolutely right. He doesn't profile for what the Broncos need. In fact, he may profile for outside linebacker even better. So at nine, he doesn't really make sense at all, even though he is the biggest name out there. Yep. Yeah, unless he's, you're, unless ahead, you're just thinking that yeah. you're going to be able to turn him into a Swiss Army knife. In like we we've seen the Broncos try that once with Justin Hollins, although they abandoned that experiment. Uh, I mean, before you could even say Justin Hollins. Um, so I, I feel like that would be a cautionary tale for them if they didn't even like that for more than one year. Yeah, when you say Swiss Army knife, that didn't mm-hmm. work out, and you could barely say his name. Another one that comes to mind is Sua Cravens. And Mm -hmm. so it's Mm -hmm. great when these guys seem to have so much versatility, but it also is so scary with the ninth overall pick to say, 
is he so versatile or does he just not have a position in the NFL? And that's going to be tough last year. I thought Isaiah Simmons was going to be great because of all of his versatility. And it's, he, he started to pick it up later in the season, but it's, he's going to be a very interesting tale to follow to see, okay, was he worth that top 10 pick, even though he didn't really have a place in the league when he entered? I think the problem is, taking these guys when they're rookies and asking them to do so much. Like, I think you start small and then build them out. And, and for whatever reason, a lot of teams are bringing guys in. They're saying, okay, so you're going to practice today with the inside linebackers, tomorrow with the outside linebackers. Like, these guys' heads are already spinning, and then you're feeding them, you know, uh, double information. I don't, I don't like that strategy. Right. And, and I mean, Hassan Reddick, mm-hmm. another guy that kind of comes up. You're talking about Arizona and just, you know, how they, they didn't really know what to do with him. Drafted him as again a guy that could use his vers- being versatile, and they ended up. Uh, I mean, he finally showed up in his his final year there, um, only to get a bigger contract somewhere else, right? But yeah. I mean, the, the fact is, yeah, the Broncos have done that. They did that with Demarcus Walker. They they kind of screwed up there where they put him on the outside and they put him on the inside, and and they kind of just moved him all around. Justin Hollins was was perfect example of a guy that they saw as, as could be both, and you know, it didn't end up working out, but he looks great out in L.A. So you know, good for him, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that at this point, you know, Vic Fangio's done a good job maximizing the talent that he's had at inside linebacker. I don't think any of us saw Josie Jewell as a, a fully vetted starting linebacker in this league. But the fact is, you know, Vic Fangio was kind of been able to work around him and and some of his weaknesses to keep him out there. I feel like that this is a position where we, we can scream need, right? We've been screaming that for the last couple of years. It, it, it only strikes that to me as, if the right guy is on there and Vic Fangio loves him, then then yes, that makes a ton of sense. And there's some really solid, if not great, inside linebackers at the turn there, at the end of the first round, into day two, that uh, any one of those guys I think could be really good here. Yeah, yeah. At great, great breakdown, Ryan. And this has been a blast having you on. Thanks so much for coming on and what batting like nine hundred. Holy mm-hmm. cow! I mean, you you may just know, you may want to retire right now from three rings with that. But we'd oh, love I'm to gonna, have you back on. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I will be using it as a, a bragging point tonight on the show. There's no no question about that. <laughs> I might even go back and write these names down and see if uh, Ben see how Ben does. Oh, there we go. He, you better hope he's not tuning in right now to get that to go one thousand <laughs> percent. He's he's working on his hair. You know, probably oh, going yeah, over different yeah. suit combinations. That, that's kind of what Ben does. Steaming it. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Love it. All right, Ryan. Thanks so much for joining us. I think you are our longest guest, uh, as well as our uh, best at their perspective, uh, pr- respective games. So congratulations. I appreciate it, guys. Thank uh, you anytime. so much for the time. Yep. Thank you. See you, Ryan. Oh, All right. There you Knocked it out of the park. <laughs> yes, yeah. he did. I think we need to make the players a little bit harder, though, in retrospect. I yeah, mean, yeah. You guys, you guys was the best one. You guys can find some prospects. I was going to the okay. bottom of the boards in terms of prospects. Walker Little Walker on the Little bottom like of the a, board? He's like a day uh, two No, guy. That, that was just a good name. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Jake, Jake Funk was a good pull. Yeah, that was great. But, but well, the, 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 the reason why that was, I, I, heard, I saw that, I knew right away is because I was asked on Twitter a couple months ago about Jake Funk, and then I went back and, and watched a little bit of him. I mean, just sparingly used but effective when he was out there for Maryland. Um, if the if the Broncos draft him, we can play the funky music, which would be fun. <laughs> yes, that would be fun. <laughs> what also yeah. is fun is drinking Parliament Funkadelic. 
Yes. And what also is fun is drinking Breck Brews on a Friday night, uh, which, of course, you can do tonight down at the DNVR bar. Uh, Nuggets in action tonight should be a fun time down there. The Avs, too, they didn't play yesterday. Um, but either way, um, you got to have some Breck Brews on a Friday. It's just the right way to get your night started, get your Friday night started. And, of course, Breck now has the Good Company Hard Seltzer, which is Wow, it is. Uh, all five of the flavors are really good. I personally love the honeydew. Uh, but what's interesting is like everyone at DNVR has a different favorite, um, which to me tells me that they're all good in their own way. So make sure you uh, go down wherever you get your Breck brews, get you a 15-can sampler of the Breck brew Good Company Hard Seltzer, or just enjoy any of their hundreds of great brews tonight. When it comes to car and home insurance, guys, we all deserve better, and we all deserve a better price, and lots of members in DNVR staff have put their policy to the test going up against Gabby, and Gabby is batting about as good as Ryan Edwards. They're close to a 1,000% in terms of just how much money they are saving everyone, guys. They save people hundreds of dollars per year. Literally, Drew Creaseman, who's listening to this show, shout out to Drew, AJ. Lindsay have all saved hundreds on their rates and our guy D line co Eric Weedham, who makes all the awesome graphics for this. He saved $1,300 per year using Gabby and not really sure who was stealing from him before, but now he can go on a fun vacation with all that money in the bank or just buy tons of Breck brews and good company. Gabby literally stands for get a better insurance and you can visit them at gabby.com slash dnvr all it takes is five minutes of entering some very easy information that's off the top of your head and you will get a better rate it's so easy and the great thing is they don't sell your information to other people and other companies you will never get spam calls from it or spam texts or spam emails no they don't do that. All they do is get you better insurance at a better rate. So make sure to check them out at Gabby, G-A-B-I dot com slash DNVR. All right, guys, we got to move on here and uh, we're actually going in the correct order today. Uh, so we're going to go into the tailgate foods draft, the great tailgate foods draft. And this one is interesting, guys, because... I don't necessarily know if there is a consensus top pick. No, I don't think there is. There's I don't no Trevor think Lawrence here. Pick. No, I mean, there's, I would argue that there's a lot of Trevor Lawrence's in this, you know, but there's not one. Yeah, gosh. All right, Zach, I think you have the first pick this week. Is that right? It, or is it, who who went last time? Mace, is it you? I, I went, went first last week. Yeah, I, I went second last time. And, and I think I went first the time before. <laughs> I thought it went. I'm, Mace I'm happy was to first, let you... then second, then third. I think since Mace went, he was first, then he was second last time. Okay. Third okay. This time, yeah. So then you're first, I'm second. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair, fair. Okay. So we're going to start this off with just a can't miss, an absolute staple. I think when everyone thinks of tailgates, they think of you know, hot dogs and, and hamburgers. And I'm going to just take that up a level and get the best one of them all. I'm going to go a brat. I mean, come on. Uh, you can't beat a brat at a tailgate for me. I'll keep it simple and just go brat. But for me, it's a brat with mustard 
and sauerkraut, sauerkraut. and extra oh. sauerkraut and extra mm. sauerkraut. You can't beat it. Uh. And then you know what? To top it off, I'm just going even more sauerkraut straight to my mouth. Uh, uh, like you said, I think this is a great one. I think there's also other great options out there. You lost me at the sauerkraut, though, Zach. Oh, you, you got oh, me at the no. sauerkraut. No, no. <laughs> the, 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 the best, what you want is you want the nectar of the gods, which is the secret stadium bratwurst sauce that they have at what is now known as American Family Field, formerly Miller Park in Milwaukee. I, I am, I've always <laughs> got some of that on hand. <laughs> Yeah, no, you bring it and you put it on the brat that you have at the tailgate. I mean, absolutely <laughs> nothing better. You don't need all the sauerkraut and all that stuff. No, 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 no. Just some sauce. Wow. Uh, sauerkraut is uh, nasty. Definitely brings <laughs> the whole thing together. Um, nasty. Okay. Uh, that's actually Zach. You got my fav- my personal Ooh. favorite thing to eat at a tailgate. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm so happy to hear. Um. Okay. Second pick. A lot of different ways to go here. Um. But I am going to go with one of my just favorite foods anytime, anywhere, uh, and go with wings here. I'm going wings. Yeah. Um. Not. As much of a traditional um, tailgate food, I think, but one that if it's there, I'm going in on it and I'm going to love it. Yeah. And and I knew this. I, I had a feeling this was going to be your first round pick. Um, and yet, yeah, like you said, not the most traditional, but it's so it's it's undefeated. It really is. Yeah. The only problem with the wings is the mess. And you got to make sure you have wet wipes on hand. And that's why. I'm a little bit cool on wings as a tailgate food uh, because it's kind of hit or miss on whether anyone's got all the wipes to make sure you can get all the sauce off off your hands. But one thing I am sure of is I've never had a bad tailgate burger. Mm. Okay. And it's, it's, it's easy. If you're going, if you're going for kind of the, uh, you know, I wouldn't say low class, but the simple tailgate where it's oh, you got you got a charcoal grill, you can't screw up burgers. I mean, you just you know throw throw them on throw them on there, uh, get that nice charcoal flavor in them, throw up a slice of cheese on, get your bun, and it's terrific. You're you're more than satisfied to go to go to the game. It's a better burger than you're going to get at the stadium in all likelihood. So you start there, and then kind of the same thing because we're talking about something that you hold in your hand that is a sandwich, but a little more complicated in the prep. And if you go to kind of the, 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 the goats of tailgating places like, uh, you know, you, you go to Kansas city, for example, um, uh, the tailgating out in the, out in the Carolinas and down South, you got to get a pulled pork sandwich, that pork mm, being smoked, yeah. throw a little sauce on there, maybe a pickle just for a little extra flavor. Oh, a pulled pork sandwich at a tailgate is absolutely amazing when done right. Uh, yeah, you just took my pick, so uh, I sorry, can't hate on sorry. that one. No, it's all good. <laughs> um, uh, Kale, for your uh, spacing purposes, we're going three rounds here. Um, okay. Oh, man. Now I have to go back to the drawing board. You sorry, took my yeah. pick. Sorry. I, no, don't apologize. <laughs> I mean, you made the you took the you took uh, uh, BFA best food available. 
<laughs> I'm um, so hoping, Ryan, there is one that I want so bad that I'm crossing my fingers you don't take right here. Gosh, I'm struggling. Uh, I really didn't think anyone was going to take pulled pork. Um, all right. I am going to just go. go uh, I'm going to lose this. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm going to go. I won last week, so I'm, you know, I'm, in, I'm in a safe space. Um, I'm going to go with something that I love to have. If it's at, if it's at the tailgate, I'm getting this every time. Uh, you know, you got like, kind of like the pulled pork. Come, you know, you, you got to bring some stuff that comes in the uh, crock pot or you know that sort of thing and uh one thing that i love that we always have at ours is mac and cheese so oh. going mac and cheese here okay um, yeah you know now i've got wings mac and cheese i'm putting together a nice little plate yeah, yeah. You, you you are and that that's a good one but i'm i'm thrilled you let my pick fall to me and i thought you were maybe going to take it when you said the word cheese and when you were talking about bringing the crock pot to keep it warm Going queso, baby. Going right. queso. Oh, man. Especially, I mean, homemade queso. So, so good. You got some green chilies and they got some spice, of course. You can even throw some chorizo in there. And oh, my goodness. Now we're talking. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because, like, the mac and cheese that I have at my tailgates is queso mac and cheese. So, like, oh, wow. so, like I really was thinking about queso, but I just yep. wanted it on some pasta. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And since man, and I get to go again. This is fantastic. Um I'm going to go I'm going to go with another dip here, guys. And I'm going to go artichoke jalapeno dip. You got your hot sauce, you got in the queso, you got your cold dip and the artichoke jalapeno dip and you got your brat. I think you have every single food group covered right here. Artichoke though. <laughs> that I is mean, so specific i thought you were just gonna say dip is is artichoke jalapeno dip not a thing no it's a I mean, it's a thing it's just it's very fancy <laughs> it's elevated dip yes exactly well in artichoke has to be a, a vegetable right so there you go there's yes, your veggie is. there mom's like where's the vegetable where's the carrots you're like i got the artichoke right here mom it, yeah, i'm throwing a is... piece of lettuce on my burger and that's my veggie <laughs> uh you know, if Zach wasn't such a Buffs hater, I would have to invite him to uh, my family's tailgate in Boulder because he would like that high brat. Like my stepdad is a foodie, so he wants to he wants to like give you a gourmet meal, but tailgate style. Um, even mm -hmm. even a jalapeno artichoke might be too mainstream for him. Oh wow, guys! I gotta say, when I was doing that, when I was doing my research last night, coming up with my list, and now today. I've been just craving all of these foods for like 14 straight hours. I this is mm. the, we're, we are building right here, not just a draft, but we're building my my weekend uh, menu. Mm. Yeah, mm. I mean, I'm, I'll I'll be at the DNVR bar tonight for the Nugs game, um, and maybe as maybe Rockies are playing too. <laughs> it's gonna be a great night. Um, and yeah, I mean, get a few things uh, on this list down there. So. Mm -hmm. Our burger's amazing. Our wings are great. First first couple picks, multiple first-round picks. Maybe I'll just get them both. All right, I'm going to play to the crowd here because while I disagree with these people, there are a lot of people who put hot dogs in front of brats. Um, wow. So I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to try and uh, gather that crowd here in the third round um and you know see if i can boost myself up a little bit um if given the option i'm going brat for sure 
But there are plenty of people out there who will, will go hot dog will go hot dog over Brock. So are either of you guys taking your mac and cheese and cutting up the hot dog and throwing it in and having the hot dog mac and cheese combo? Or you could go the other way around, throw some mac and cheese on top of your hot dog. (laughs) Okay, I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and um, it's funny because you talk about cutting up the hot dog and putting it in something. Uh, You'd think about cutting the hot dog and putting it with beans, franks and beans, right? Well, I'm going to go with it. You mentioned the crock pot earlier, RK, for your mac and cheese. But if I've got the crock pot at tailgate, I've got barbecue baked beans sitting in that crock pot as my as my side dish to go along with the burger, to go along with the pulled pork. A little bit of sweetness in that barbecue sauce, uh, bring out a little extra flavor. Maybe you've got some, maybe you got some of that pulled pork, take a little of that pulled pork uh, that you've been smoking and you put it in the beans as well for extra flavor. Maybe a little bit of bacon. That's the way to go with the beans. That's 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 the winner side at tailgates. I have fa- I have failed myself. I have, I have Mr. Dis- beans. <laughs> I, I totally <laughs> forgot about baked beans. They're my absolute favorite. Oh my gosh! Um, you know what? Probably not just at a tailgate. Probably my favorite meal is brat, um, baked beans, coleslaw, and then you end with some ice cream. And I know I have a lot of people in the mm-hmm. comment section saying, "Zach, why no ice cream?" Well. If if I could if I could cold. get it there, if yeah, if I could get it there, it would be there. The problem is like, say, oh, go you ahead. You guys too. missed the goat tailgate food, which is the walking taco. The what now? The <laughs> Frito pie. I don't want my taco. To oh, Frito oh. pie. Frito. Yeah, it depends oh. on where you're at, what they call it. But that's the best tailgate food you can eat around. It's delicious. <laughs> I have to say, I don't think anyone dry- – if we were together, I would pat both of you guys on the back. I would say, congratulations, guys. Yeah. This is the first time no one had a bad draft. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's it's really true. I mean, Ryan, I, Mace got you guys got great value picks there with the hot dog, and Mace may have got the number one thing on the board with the very last pick. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how beans fell to me. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about okay, if some if if I, these guys are going to take beans, right? Somebody's going to take beans. I'm I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah, I'm very. I'm not. I'm disappointed. It's, In fact, you know it's what? Like For Justin lunch, Fields falling to number nine. If that happens, oh, there we go. <laughs> yes, Justin Fields is baked beans of this class, and I think I have a uh, a can of baked beans that I'm going to have for lunch. That's going to be my lunch today. Just baked beans. Ooh, I, to I apologize had, to them. Two nights ago, I had baked beans, eggs on, and, and eggs on toast. That's an old, very simple English meal: beans, eggs, wow. and toast. Couple like for a couple, barbecue couple. beans. Yeah, I do it with barbecue beans, but you can do it with just regular baked beans, and you have a couple of fried eggs, and so you get the yolk kind of running around, and the yolk, the yolk mixing with the baked beans, and all of it making the toast soggy and all that. That's that's a great comfort food meal for me. Wait, what are non-barbecued baked? Be- I whenever I've heard of baked beans, it's just the normal barbecue beans. If you look for, um, I don't know if you can find them over here. But uh, the, the most popular bean in England is uh, made by Heinz. And the, the sauce is more ketchup-y than barbecue-y. Okay. That's not surprising. And, and not as much <laughs> sauce. So, so basically, it's a little bit plainer than what you'd expect for baked beans in this country. So no. uh, I'm just generally not a fan of eggs that much. 
Um, I don't like putting them in things that are already good. I just feel like they only make things worse. Like people like, like to each their own, but like people putting like an egg on a burger. I'm just like, what are you doing? You just made the burger. It was the burger was good. Now you made it worse. Uh, mm. Also like you didn't need more protein. Anyways, that's, you know, that's just my personal <laughs> well, take. Well, why have cheese? Cheese is protein, right? Cheese, you know, pulls everything together. It gives it that, uh... it gives it an added boost. And it doesn't like make it messy. It makes it less messy. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I had this burger in RK's least favorite place on earth, Lincoln, Nebraska, um, called called the Lead Belly, uh, which is like literally it's it's a burger patty, but it's topped with like jalapenos and sauce. But it's also instead of being on a on a on a traditional roll, it's on a cinnamon roll. Yeah, the the full yeah they love it. They, they, so it's chili, jalapenos, cheese, and the burger patty on a cinnamon roll, and it's called Full Leaded Jack. Is actually the name of it at a restaurant called the Lead Belly. And I mean, you won't want to eat for two days after this, but it's amazing that you don't wait. think the flavors come together, but they do. Wait, RK, have you had the chili and cinnamon roll thing? No, I haven't, and I'm not against it, but I'm just you curious need to try why it. people in Nebraska are trying to put cinnamon rolls into everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm yeah. down to try like the chili and cinnamon rolls. So I'm a big chili and cornbread guy, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not against trying chili and cinnamon rolls. So chili and cinnamon rolls is a like, thing? Like they yes. literally will give you a bowl of chili with a cinnamon roll sitting inside of it. No way. Yes. So it gets all soggy? It's like us. It's the sweet and savory thing. It's actually like incredible. Is there frosting on the cinnamon roll? <laughs> yeah. No way. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's so good. Oh it's not usually goodness. in the chili. It's usually like on the side, like you eat uh, it with. Like you'll like, but like some people are big. Like they'll grab like a, a huge section of the cinnamon roll and do the dipping thing. So wow. I, 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 I was driving cross country. I stopped in Omaha, and mm. I was craving chili. And I was like, what a perfect time to try the chili and cinnamon roll thing. So, like, I was trying to find a place that would have it. Couldn't find one. Ended up just going to this place that had chili on the menu. And I was like, so do you guys do, like, the chili and cinnamon roll thing here? And the waitress looked at me like I was an insane person. (laughs) Uh, She's like, do you mean chili and cornbread? And I was like, no, but I'll have that. Oh, yeah. oh man, that's you ever something. hear of Runza? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes on their pocket. menu, yeah, it's it's a glorified hot pocket, but it's because they're a big Nebraska chain. Sometimes on their menu, they will do a chili and cinnamon roll combo meal. I just can't eat somewhere wow. that has runs literally in the name. It's a warning. That's... It's just telling you, hey, this is what's gonna, you know, just know. Heard, it, it's truth in advertising. A couple of hours from now, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have some business to take care of. I mean, if you if you're looking for a little spring cleaning, this is the way to go. Oh my god! <laughs> people in Nebraska, people in Nebraska like to say that uh, in every town there's a runza, there's also a hospital, and there's a correlation. Oh, oh my, my God. gosh, guys! It is some people's lunch hour right now. Let's be consistent. You know, we we everyone's going out to get lunch after we told them about queso and baked beans and brats, and now we're talking about all the runs they're gonna have. Hey, but runs is in Colorado though. There are three locations in Colorado, I think. Or no, two. My bad. Really, Loveland, Loveland, and uh, Longmont have runs. Huh. This seems like a taste test on the tailgate. 
type of uh, <laughs> type of thing. All right, uh, we got to move on here with a shout out to the Colorado Exos. We've talked about them before, but if you're not familiar with what they're doing, it's pretty cool. They're taking former athletes from all different sports, whether professional or college, uh, and turning them into rugby players. Uh, and what the goal is, they're going to train these guys in Rugby Town, USA, Glendale, Colorado, to try and make the U.S. national team. So you're taking, you know, former baseball players, basketball, of course, football players, a great translation to rugby, and giving them the training they need. You know, full backs are out there uh, learning to play rugby, and it's pretty cool. So make sure you follow these guys because it's, it's I don't know, it's, it's like a fun sports story. And I, I have a feeling one of these people is going to blow up uh, and end up uh, on the USA rugby team. So check out the Colorado XOs and check out our coverage from our guy Colton Strickler, daily podcast covering the team uh, and everything rugby in Colorado. And guys, got to tell you about our favorite place to get in on all the action, and that's over at DraftKings Sportsbook because they have something awesome coming down the line right now. Of course, we're entering, we're about to enter basketball playoffs. We're about to enter NHL playoffs, and they want you to have your bank account full with them and your account full of money so that you can enjoy the playoffs. So what they're doing is they're giving you a chance to win $100 on $1 bet. All you have to do is bet $1 on the team of your choice to hit a three. And if they hit a three, you win. Your team doesn't even need to win that game for you to win. All you need is a team of your choosing to hit a three-point shot. And if they hit that three-pointer, you win $100. So make sure to check them out over at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And guys, another great reason to get in on DraftKings is they make it so fun. Every single night, there's a different odds boost, many different odds boosts that you can get in on that is literally free money right there if that draft or if that pick hits. I mean, they'll take your odds from like minus 200 to plus 200 on a bet so it is the best place to get in on all of the action whether you want to bet nba nhl anything that's going on of course baseball as well rocky's heating up a little bit so head to the app store now download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code dnvr when you sign up to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars in free bets if the basketball team of your choice hits a three that's code dnvr to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars in free bets for a limited time only only at DraftKings sportsbook must be 21 or older Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Before we move on, just want to ask you to think about the last time you needed to see a doctor and how long did it take to get your answers? Did you wait weeks for an appointment? Spend hours in a doctor's office? I know that's what happened for me. I, you know, I'd, I'd, find, I'd say, okay, I need to get this taken care of. Oh, we can see you in eight weeks. Then I get to the doctor's office. The appointment's at two. At 3 o'clock, I'm still sitting there thumbing through a year-old People magazine. If you're sick of that, if you're sick of waiting, if you want to see a doctor on the same day at a time you choose, have that visit start on time, leave with a prescription in hand, check out Zoom Care. That's Z-O-O-M-C-A-R-E.com, which takes the stress and hassle out of going to the doctor. They're going to make it easy for you. You you log in, you find an appointment. You, like I said, you might see the doctor on that same day. You do it virtually, of course, because one of the things, the few good things out of a, out of a pandemic is the ability to do more stuff at home. And that includes seeing the doctor. Say you've got something nagging you and uh, you don't want to go through the process of waiting a few weeks to go to a doctor's care 
accelerates that. You can consult with a doctor today, and it will be an on-time consultation. So check out ZoomCare.com. That's Z-O-O-M-C-A-R-E.com to schedule your appointment today. You're going to find out you know, it's covered with a copay with most insurers, so it's all good. They'll take care of you. And also, further great news, ZoomCare will have an in-person clinic opening in Lodo right here later this month on April, April 16th. So if you want to take the hassle out of healthcare, check out ZoomCare.com, Z-O-O-M-C-A-R-E.com. All right, guys, it's time to enter the red zone. And while we the normally – uh, bring on a regular DNVR member today. We are going to bring on a DNVR legend in our guy, Big Drive Spence. We're happy to have him on, and he, of course, diehard Broncos fan. I think he wants to try his hand at this, guys. Let's do this, Spence. What's going on, my man? What's up, guys? Uh, entering the red zone, I'm hoping I don't have to settle for a field goal today. Broncos. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. And fair there enough. if you make it to uh, into the third round, there might be a question about field goals that you have to answer. So, uh, Mace, you want to get them started here? Yeah, let's get started with this Good first luck, question. Thanks. All right, y'all ready? Here we go. Zach and Spence. Question number one: When was the last time the Broncos scored at least forty points? Um, oh boy, it was, uh, I've got it. <laughs> when, what was it last year? They had 38 against the Texans, right? Last yeah. year. That was yeah, yeah, two, two years, years ago, ago. Mm-hmm. or two years ago. Um, oh my gosh. Was it, I mean, it wasn't all the way back to the Cowboys game. Somewhere in between. Was it? Somewhere in between. Oh, the Bengals game? No. No. Oh, my goodness. They they put up 40 against the Arizona Cardinals, but that was when Peyton was still here. Oh. Did they put 40 up when it was uh, not Peyton, when it was Von Miller? Oh, the Arizona Cardinals. You already got it. Yep. (laughs) We haven't gotten really an answer from anyone yet. When was was it? It was in Phoenix. It was 2018, and it, it was, was like a Thursday, Thursday night game. game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Forty-five that to ten. That yes. was the last time. That was yep. the last time. Yep. Wow. Two, two pick sixes in the game, I believe. I believe so. Yeah, Josh Von Miller pick six, right? Yeah, it was no, the game that it, got. It, yeah, it got Mike McCoy fired. Chris Harris. Again. Chris Harris. Chris had one, and then didn't maybe like Todd Davis have I think one? Todd too, Davis scored in that game. Yeah. 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 We had a high yeah. five going into the end zone. Um, yeah. Emmanuel Sanders threw a touchdown to Cortland Sutton, I think, or maybe it was the other yep. way around. I can't remember. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it was Emmanuel throwing it. Yep. Yeah, that was a good one. All right, I, that that that's a uh, we got oh, a that, we got a year out of Spence, so yes. uh, I think he takes the cake there. All righty. Question number two: Just one Bronco who scored a touchdown for the team in 2017. Remains on the roster. Name him. Um, Tim Patrick. Royce no, Royce Freeman is twenty eighteen. Um, who, who scored a touchdown in twenty seventeen? Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking wide receiver too. 
It's uh, oh no, that was a two point conversion. It oh, I was, was thinking, uh, it's, is it a defensive player? Yes, it might be a trick okay. question. Yes, okay. Um, Justin Simmons, correct. Yeah, uh, yeah. That... I'm trying to think of just anyone that was on the team back in 2017. Pick pick six against Miami, second half of the game. It's the only, literally, the only thing that went right in that uh, loss to the Dolphins. Oh, oh was man, that, uh, that was, was that the John Elway game? Thomas. Uh huh. The Adam Gase onside yep. kick. Uh, yep. Isaiah McKenzie with yet another fumble. Yep. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh man, that was brutal. Yeah. That he also like. Awesome. He also like caught a drag route at the end of the half, and they like needed mm-hmm. him to run out of bounds. And he that was didn't. Washington. That was Washington. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah it, so it all multiple kind of, Isaiah McKenzie it, moments that year. It all kind of blends together from from that time and uh, and the losses that they had, and also that was a good. It was a good thing that I didn't own the team or run the team back then, because after that Miami game, I would have probably fired everybody. <laughs> yeah. The re- I think the reason I confused those is. Um, the view from the press box in Miami and Washington is, is a similar angle. Like I could see it happening. Yes. In my... mm-hmm. the, 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 the weird corner angle. because Now, in, yeah. in Miami, it's because back when the Marlins played there, that was that was uh, home behind home plate. Oh. So they, did, they, they tweaked the press box when the Marlins came in. Uh, Washington is just no good reason. It's just a crap stadium. So, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> yeah. I call it – what do I call it? Uh, um shopping market stadium or something like that just like oh yeah. strip mall stadium it's just like yeah. a strip mall it is i mean it's it sits by it sits by the by it would be basically like if the broncos played at aurora mall Oh geez, that is that is miserable you guys you're free you're freezing spence and i out right here you're All icing right. us sorry well maybe this will do better because um this one, is one. this is this is yeah. the uh, decided question here because Oof. we're coming to kind of a it's a number question, so you know someone's going to get this one. The Broncos are tied with the Washington football team for dead last in games in which they've scored 30 or more points since 2016. So how many 30-plus games do the Broncos have in that span? Eight. Eleven. Correct. Zach, you win. Oh. Eight. Because but, haven't uh, haven't half of them been under Drew? Yes. Yeah. Right. Six yep. of eleven, right? Or or four I of think eight. It's four. Four. Four, of eight. Yeah. four of eight. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. But Spence, you're not done yet. All if right. You can get this question. You automatically move on to the second round. You don't have to go up against anyone. It's just you and this pretty tough question. What round was former Broncos running back Mike Anderson drafted in? I'm between two. I, I think I'm going to go with my gut on this one. I'm going to say fourth round. Ah, oh, so man. So close. Don't, was it sixth? It was yeah, sixth. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> that was my second one. Uh, oh, it was man. a good effort, though. It was a good oh, effort. Sorry. That, well, that, that was a holding penalty, a sack, and then a missed 50-yard <laughs> field goal from the red zone. <laughs> there was one positive play. You got nine yards on first down before the holding penalty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, Spence, that one's a tough one because you think, well, it can't be six because that's, of course, Terrell Davis. And it just it is though that they were both that. Yeah, I, I was between four and six, and clearly my gut was wrong. So, <laughs> so maybe the Broncos should draft a running back in the sixth round this year. 
Yeah, it's a good place. Maybe maybe Phil would still be here if uh, they drafted him in the sixth. I will bet you he would. Yep. All right, Spence, thanks for jumping on with us. We always appreciate your time, and uh, maybe we'll see you later. Pat, love yes, sure, you will. Spence. Beauty. Oh, and he just gets <laughs> yeah. off. Producer Kale says, you're done. No more. <laughs> hey, he got the memo. It's like uh, Austin Powers, but he just gets sent down into the... Uh, oh. Spence, show the world your hair, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh, my so goodness. Look Look at our that. own Gardner Minshew. <laughs> yes, he really is. <laughs> DNV Ardner Minshew. <laughs> there it is. I might have to change my Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you later, Spence. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya. All right, Mace, guys, well, I went down 0-1 again. I did not like that. Yeah, I you were done. Just like the spot a lead, you know? Hey, just spot a 7-0 lead early and you come back. <laughs> uh, the Broncos, the, the Broncos coaching staff the past five years would never recommend doing that. Mm-mm, they sure wouldn't. Oh. All right, uh, Mace, as always, when, no, when the people can't make it to you, you get to these questions <laughs> in the post. Okay. Uh, but I think I have some good ones today, so I want to see if you can get all right. All right. Who was the first ever Bronco to enter the end zone over 70 times? First ever Bronco to enter the end zone over 70 times. Um, and like ooh. Tom Ruin punting from the end zone doesn't count. So it's touchdowns. So yeah, first yes. Bronco, first Bronco with 70 touchdowns. Um, I have a guess. I'm going to go after Mace, though. All right. Uh, wow. Uh, that's a tough one. Um, My clue would be, I don't think it's who you would think. Is it? But you, uh, don't, you don't think it's who you think? I don't think so. Like, I think that if I gave the average person five mm-hmm. guesses, they still wouldn't get it. Is it okay, uh, well, Shannon, Shannon it. Sharp? It is not. But you got the era right. Okay. Mm. Uh, Rod Smith. That is it, Rod Smith. Okay. See, I just don't. I don't think. I think you'd get people going. Uh, Floyd Little, Terrell Davis. That was my know. guess, Floyd Little. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. With Floyd, though, like he only played nine. The reason why I, I kind of ruled out Floyd is like he played nine years. And that, and I, and I'm like, I don't think he averaged eight touchdowns a season, which is basically what that would have been. And then with with Sharp, I think the reason I I I was close, but I think he was over seventy, but that included his time with Baltimore too. So it kind of comes back to Rod being a career Bronco, and of course, really, I mean, there was a time where it seemed like you could count on Rod for nine, ten touchdowns every year. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. just just to put this into perspective, how many touchdowns that really is, Floyd Little had 43 touchdowns yeah. as a Bronco. Um, Shan Sharp had 55 as a Bronco okay. uh, and only finished his career with 62. So oh, the fact wow. that Rod Smith scored 70 touchdowns as a Bronco is insane. Wow. Yeah, that that is insane, especially with all the talent that that was around him too. Well, he kind of, he kind of started really stacking it up when uh, when Ed McCaffrey retired, right? Or not not retired, but he got hurt in mm-hmm. an 01. 
And then without that, he had Ashley and leave for a while. And of course that McCaffrey, but Rod really became instead of kind of a one a and one B there was about five years there where Rod was clearly the wide receiver one in, in the early to mid two thousands. Absolutely. And what's wild is just in the first two years of Clinton Portis's career, he racked up 29. Just to compare oh. that to the other numbers that you said, Ryan, I mean, just insane the trajectory he was on. He still finished with 75, the magical number, 75 <laughs> touchdowns in, in his career. What would he would have done if, if he would have stayed with Mike Shanahan for his career? That if The numbers would have been insane. Hall of Famer, and he would have held yeah. every Bronco rushing record. I don't have any yep. doubt about that. Easy. Easy, yeah. I agree. Yeah, which is always funny because, like, when we say the Broncos won the trade, like, we point to the fact that Champ Bailey was the first Hall of Famer. Um, yeah. But you might have had that with Clinton Portis, too. It was like a win win situation. It really was. It was not a bad trade for the uh, the Washington football team. They still got a you know a Hall of Fame talent in return. Yeah. They just weren't able to make him a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and he got hurt a little bit, but he also had like multiple fourteen hundred yard seasons in Washington. Like he, yeah. he was still very good. Yeah, yeah he is- had a he had an eleven two eleven rushing touchdown seasons. Yeah. They ran him into the ground, though, in in Washington, because the thing that happened is he had those 1,400-yard type seasons in Washington, but they weren't at like five and a half yards of carry, right? They were always like 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 4.3 or so. And so he goes from being a guy who's getting the ball about – who's carrying the ball roughly 16 to 18 times a game to somebody who carried it 20 two 23 times a game and I, and that wore him down and is why he had to retire after nine years yeah his when he was with uh washington he averaged 4.1 yards per carry when he was mm-hmm. with the broncos for two full years 5.5 yards per carry that's just insane for being the workhorse all right yeah. man, next one here which bronco released the 1977 single called make those miracles happen oh 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 Get get your funky tunes on. Oh man! <laughs> Would it help if you could hear the song? <laughs> no, because I probably wouldn't recognize. Oh, that's Craig Morton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Oh no! Who is it? Uh, his name is John Keyworth. Oh, uh, running back, running back, running back. And I should have said. Uh, uh, his key wasn't worth much. Oh, Singleton wow. exactly uh, blow up. I can't believe we found that 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 uh, song. That's uh, I mean, with all respect to John Keyworth's effort, that's just awful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like it. It sounds like a that... Christmas tune at first. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Let's let, let, it ride, let it ride to the chorus. Oh. So good. I, I think it's good. I, oh, you know man. What? 
No, I think Tom Keyworth was done dirty by the music industry. That yeah. really, really sounds like he's been to Vegas too many times and has come out a loser where he's saying, <laughs> I'm a winner. Nobody knows but me. Uh, when you're a winner, you're eventually bound to win. I mean, he just keeps saying that oh. to himself when he's just putting tons of chips on the table. Make those miracles happen, dealer. <laughs> exactly. It's, An it's important kind of- note about the song is that it was inspired by the Mile High Miracle of 1970. It says yeah. that right on the cover album. Okay, yeah. that. he's yeah, yeah. been a winner a long, uh, long time. You know, if we're if we're talking about great AFC or not so great AFC West songs of that era, I've got to go with uh, how five of the Chargers from uh, eighty and eighty one uh, did an album called "The Others Other Side of Us," and there's a song in there called "Let's Go All the Way," and I, I, that sticks to my head. Let's go all the way and it's like the player like i'm freddie dean people like call me mean <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> kellen winslow was on it as well john jefferson was on it it's uh, all, all the air Coriel chargers they they win the music battle of the afc west of the of the disco and post-disco era yeah it's always he, funny how athletes always want to be musicians musicians always want to be athletes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> And that just uh, that brings Sua Cravens into this conversation for a oh second time God. in this pod. <laughs> oh my! I'll never forget Isaiah McKenzie, like against his wishes, giving us the link to his music. <laughs> Sua Cravens was like, "Don't do it," and he's just like, "I'm gonna do it," and then he did. What, was he cut? Was uh, McKenzie cut like that five day. minutes later? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that day. <laughs> Literally, oh man! Isaiah McKenzie mm. goes out of his way to just be a douche to a crane. <laughs> and five minutes later, we walk back into the press room, and they're like, "Uh, the press release here, guys. Isaiah McKenzie's been cut." <laughs> <laughs> we were like, "Wow, we oh. didn't realize. Uh, we didn't realize Sua held that much uh, power around right. here. I didn't know yeah. he had that kind of pull." <laughs> oh. hey, these are some tough ones today. Yeah, I've been kind of going deep into the bag here. This one, maybe, this one's a little more Broncos-themed. Uh, who's the franchise record for most field goals attempted in one season? Franchise record, most field goals attempted. Um, I mean, you know it's uh, not Jason Elam or Brandon McManus. Those are too easy. It is not either of them. Yeah, for a um, nice question, that's too easy. Yeah, you uh, would it be... Uh, would it be Rich Carlos? It is not. Do you want the number that it was? It might help. A uh, I mean, I'm just going to start going through kickers. Jim Turner, did he? No. Um, not Mingo, or was it? No, it wouldn't be Mingo. All right, yeah, give me the number. <laughs> well, uh, if you don't think it's Mingo, then you're not going to get it. <laughs> Treadwell? <laughs> It's Mingo. No, it's Mingo. Mingo. <laughs> oh, Mingo. He attempted 39. He attempted okay. 39 field goals in one season. In 14 games? Yeah, exactly. That's why I thought maybe the number could help. Oh. Just because it's like, it's like, man, it would have to be in like the 1960s for someone to, for a team to attempt this many field goals. Yeah. Wow. wow. 30, 39, 14 games. Holy smokes. Wow. I never – see, I, that's the thing. Because of like 14 games versus 16 games – I never would have guessed it was a guy in a in a fourteen. That's kind of when I started with Carlos and 
and Turner, and then Treadwell was kind of gonna was gonna be next. I was gonna throw in Freddie Steinfurt, you know, just start <laughs> going down the list. <laughs> um, I have one more. Do you want to try okay. and finish on a win here? Sure, let's try. I'm I'm about to get the uh, get uh, the big zero for today. So, all right. This Broncos duo was known as the M&M Connection. Who are they? Oh, Craig Morton and Haven Moses. Yeah. All right, we got yeah, it. Here we go. go. There you go. Friday on <laughs> Out on a high note. Uh, so exactly. if, if I kept guessing Craig Morton, eventually he was going to be an answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. And, and I feel like, you know, people could get confused around here. You've got Elway's Steakhouse, you've got Shanahan's, and then there's Morton. So you could be confused yeah. that that's another Broncos-themed steakhouse. <laughs> I had it never... Is. Yeah, the funny thing is, and this is just how sheltered I was, I guess, I hadn't really heard of Morton's Steakhouse before I came to Denver. And at first I thought, oh, is it Craig Morton's? But it wasn't. So <laughs> then I find out it's a national chain. I'm like, oh, fine, whatever. Because yeah. my, my dad worked in St. Louis for a while. And for a long time, a great steakhouse there was run by two football cardinals, Dan Deardorff and Jim Hartz, called Deardorff and Hartz. And so I kind of was already accustomed to the whole football player coach steakhouse thing even before I came to Denver. Why don't Deardorf we think... and Hart sounds like a weird dish that would serve you at a steakhouse. It sounds like a law firm. I I, I think. It does. What, <laughs> yeah. what? Why do we think? Uh, why do we think Mike and John didn't team up and have Shanahan Elways or Elway Shanahan's? Oh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the? What's going to be the next Broncos? Is there going to be a Vons? Is that a chicken joint? Oh, yep. V- Vaughn is going to be. A, it's going to be kind of a like like you guys have been to Chook in Wash Park, right? I have not. No. Okay, it's really good. It's it's like charcoal chicken. Vaughn's going to be something like it's going to be a not fast food, but kind of a, a quick service organic chicken joint. That's what it'll be, and it'll be. And if it succeeds, there'll be like ten Vaughns around the Denver area, and he'll probably throw a few down in College, a couple down in College Station because he's oh, yeah. a big A and M guy. Um, yeah, yeah, you can even go with the yeah. honey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could see a, uh, I could see a, you know, a Valdeers coming around as well. <laughs> he, oh, Veld- he'd be, he'd be, Valdeer would be a microbrewery because he's exactly. huge into brewing, and so exactly, Jared, Jared Valdeer could open up a brew pub. He could do one back in Michigan where he lives. He could do one down in Arizona. He could do one he, where he played. He could do one here. I'm, I, I'd be down for that, but st- yeah, st- another Bronco Steakhouse though. Ooh, Manny, I don't. Yeah, oh, that's the yeah. obvious one. But the thing, I, I also think like if you're Peyton, you grew up in New Orleans. Wouldn't you want to open like a, just the best, like New Orleans type Creole Cajun restaurant? Maybe have it like be like a like maybe something like a. Just or or just like a a great restaurant period that's sort of kind of like an emerald like one of Emerald's restaurants. It's got nods to New Orleans cooking, but it's not strictly a steakhouse. That's yeah, that's I the mean, kind of thing Peyton would do. I'm much more likely to go to that than I am to go to Elway's. Yeah, me too. So, like, all right, you, 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 yeah, all, there's all sorts of stuff. Well, no, we. I feel like it's been so long since Elway's and Shanahan started, guys. That I feel like we need a new, we need a new competitor in terms of a Bronco-themed restaurant. What if I told big... you there is a Denver sports-themed bar? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> uh, and that tops good, it all. That's a good yes. way to, uh, to end things out today. Uh, great nights are coming out of the bar. Looks like the weather's nice. I haven't been outside today. Uh, but, you know, yes. the vibes, as they say, are immaculate down at the DMVR bar. The Nuggets have won many games in a row. It should be a fun time down there tonight. So, come hang out. Um, but regardless of what you do tonight, enjoy your Friday, and we will talk to you guys on Monday. Thanks to Ryan Edwards, our guest, and thanks to you guys. Flying